and welcome to So It's a Show, a podcast where we attempt to keep up with Lorelai and Rory's spooky pop culture references on the Gilmore Girls. <laughs> I am Kyla Collins. <laughs> um, I couldn't tell. Were we doing vampire or Italian accent there? Um, uh, an Italian vampire? Oh, oh, okay, okay. Um, so like Dracula Lini or something. Okay, okay. <clears throat> <laughs> Eats the bloody meatballs. <laughs> oh boy. <clears throat> okay. And I am Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. That's all oh, I got. Excellent. <laughs> That's great effort on both of our parts. I'm going to say my accent was, I mean, pretty spot on um, when it comes to vampire accents. Yours was okay, though. <laughs> and I would say yours feels a little less British <laughs> than the one we're talking about today. Um, I can't even go back to it. It's the gone. problem is we grew body. up on Sesame Street, so we can only count like vampires. One, two, three, <laughs> four. <laughs> the letter of the day is V. <laughs> oh. I love it. Yeah. Same. <laughs> well, welcome to our latest spooky podcast. We love our spooky episodes. Winchester Mystery House, Misery. House of Horrors. Mm-hmm. We never do them during October, though. Like, it never works out no. that way. We should really try to work on that. Yeah, no. Uh, we have not l- planned that far in advance. I don't know if you can tell, beautiful listeners, but there are some aspects of our show which are very well planned, and other things that are a little more spontaneous. We're just trying to keep, like, the characters, you know? Sometimes we're mm-hmm. a little Rory. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we're more Lorelai. Yeah. So maybe this fall. Maybe this is the time to do a spooky episode in October. We'll see. Maybe. Season 5 can be pretty spooky, so. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil anything, but I know next episode... There's a lot of spooky social drama, romantic yeah. drama. So uh, if you're ha- going through a rough time, you can just skip next episode. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll keep it fun. We'll keep it uh, upbeat. The just forever, forever thing we will always reference from How to Lose a Guy in 10 Days. Well, before we dig into our super spooky episode... Uh, should we introduce a new segment? I think so. And we're calling it... Felt pretty confident in my recommendation of... So basically, here's the thing. We love pop culture. If you listen to this podcast, there's an 100% chance you love pop culture as well. And we thought it might also be fun to just kick off our episode talking about some other pop culture we've been loving, not necessarily Gilmore Girls related. So what have you been watching, listening to? (laughs) 
Well, the another reason, we talked about this offline before we recorded, because I loved hearing more about Kyla's love for The Handmaid's Tale in our last episode, and that, of course, does have a Gilmore connection with Alexis Bledel. And the thing that I wanted to recommend in our episode this time is something that made me think of an episode we've previously done, but this specific thing is not related to Gilmore Girls. So remember way back when, when we talked about the Rolling Stones at Altamont, Mm -hmm. and we watched the documentary Gimme Shelter, and it was this behind-the-scenes look at the concert there, and of course the tragedy of someone who was murdered at the concert. Well, if you would like a much happier version of a concert documentary film, I highly recommend Summer of Soul, which just came out. Um, The artist Questlove, who is the head of The Roots on The Tonight Show, directed it. And it is all about the Harlem Cultural Festival in the summer of 1969. So right around the same time as Altamont or Woodstock. And it's... Like, they had 40 hours of unseen footage, and Questlove Mm. just worked through it and put together an amazing concert film of people like Stevie Wonder, Sly and the Family Stone, um, Mavis Staples is in there, and, um, I mean, there's like 25 different acts, so I'm clearly just scratching the surface, but it is an incredible documentary with really cool footage of really amazing artists at the height of their powers, and If you need no other endorsement, or like if my endorsement means nothing, (laughs) please know an unborn baby loved this movie. I went with my friend who is about six or seven months pregnant, and he went bananas when Stevie Wonder was performing. (laughs) Oh my goodness. So that to me is a true endorsement because before the movie, my friend said he likes music. Like he'll respond sometimes when I'm listening to music and she had me feel her tummy while Stevie Wonder was performing. I was like, (laughs) okay, this kid loves music. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. So my recommendation is Summer of Soul, which you can see in theaters or watch on Hulu. I saw it in theaters and I thought it was a great experience because you get to hear the concert super loud. But you can watch it for free if you have a Hulu subscription. Nice. Well, I I think, you know, we watch a lot of movies and TV shows that we both like and dislike. So is it all right if I share something that maybe I didn't love, but it was still interesting to watch? Yes. So remember last episode when we talked about the wonderful Rob Lowe? Yes. And I didn't know that he was in so many movies that where he played an edgier character. And so I'd mentioned one that he was in with James Spader, mm. where Rob Lowe was the bad guy, James Spader was the good guy. And yes. I did actually watch it that night after we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a trip. R- remind us the name of the movie. So it's called Bad Influence. Mm. And if you're wondering if Rob Below was a bad influence, the answer is yes. And basically, <laughs> it was kind of like how I described with Rob Below came into James Spader's life. And James Spader had a fiancé who came from a good family, and he was an actuary, and he was trying to become the senior actuary. How much Ooh, more boring edgy. Get. 
Yeah, not someone who Lorelai would be interested in dating. <laughs> you remember the setup with uh, Emily and the actuary? Anyways, yeah, the Rob Lowe just, like, destroys James Spader's life. And James Spader is not putting up enough of a fight, but... Yeah, it was a little freaky, a little scary, uh, edge of your seat. So I wouldn't necessarily recommend it, but like if you're just looking for something to watch and you're in that kind of mood and you like Rob Lowe, I don't know, maybe go for it. I can't tell you how many boxes you just checked for me, including the, I don't know if I <laughs> recommend it, but <laughs> if you're looking for something to watch, I can't tell you. <laughs> Like, that is a sweet spot of a movie viewing experience for me where I'm like, I don't need my life changed. I don't even need to be wowed. I truly just need something to put on in the background while I do my taxes. <laughs> yes. Well, there is, of course, the unnecessary nudity, little unnecessary Classic. nudity in the, of the 80s or, or what have you. But, you know, other than that. Classic. <laughs> so, okay. there you go. I f can't remember... Where I found it to watch. Let's see. Oh, it's free on Pluto TV. There we go. If you have Pluto. And I'm pretty sure that's a no subscription. Like, you can just watch it with ads. Oh, cool. There's too many great movies. The burden is overwhelming. I'm sinking under the pressure. Which is a similar way to how I watched our pop culture reference we're discussing today. But oh, on Tubi. What is that? <laughs> on Tubi, I watched our pop culture ref with ads. Should we talk about this episode of Gilmore Girls? Absolutely. Okay. This episode of Gilmore Girls first aired February 1st, 2005, and the plot summary of this episode titled Come Home, Episode 512. I'm just doing everything backward today, is <laughs> after finding out that Emily has started dating again, Richard's jealousy forces him to reconcile and they both agree to renew their wedding vows. Rory offers to help Logan with an article and Emily lets Christopher know Lorelai and Luke are getting serious. Leaving out the plot line we're discussing today, which is the <laughs> C story plot <laughs> yeah <laughs> how michelle has been noticing things are missing or bedspreads are must at the, the end Toblerons. <laughs> <laughs> that was like french vampire i appreciated that <laughs> that's what i was going for <laughs> and there is a mystery of how are the bedspreads getting must and where are the Toblerones going and this is what happens when lorelei finds the ghost Hmm, behold our ghost. Okay, this isn't what it looks like. I don't know what it looks like. I'm just watching TV. Because we have the convenient channel list next to the bed? No, though it is convenient. So you want to tell me what's going on, you know, before Kirk changes into his maid's outfit and starts to clean the room? A few weeks ago, I read in the paper that there was going to be an episode of Dark Shadows on the one where Barnabas is released from his tomb. And I used to love Dark Shadows, and I just suddenly really wanted to see it. Sure. So, I didn't get off work in time to get home and see it, so I came up here, and it was just supposed to be that one time, but the room was really nice, and 
I was really comfortable and, and there were Toblerones and I just had the best time. It was an hour all to myself and the next week it was another good episode and I just kind of decided to haunt the place. I tried to clean up afterwards and the bed was not must. Michelle is too anal for his own good. I'm horrible. You're not horrible. I am. I'm the most horrible person in the world. Well, my mother will be sad to know she's been dethroned. I'm lying to my husband. I'm eating the inn's candy. You can't discuss this with Jackson? Tell him you need one night a week to yourself to watch Dark Shadows? He wouldn't understand that? Of course he would understand. That's the problem. Jackson would immediately tell me, sit down, relax, watch TV, and he'll take care of Davy. Men are pigs. And then I would sit there racked with guilt because he works all day too, and I would think about the fact that I'm shirking my motherly duties, and it would ruin everything, but here... I get it. I'm sorry I didn't tell you. Oh, don't worry about it. I do think you should tell Jackson, though. He thinks I have you chained to the stove. He's worried you're working too hard. I know. I'll go home right now and tell him. Okay. Of course, this is the episode where Barnabas kidnaps Maggie. And imprisons her in a coffin in the mausoleum secret room in punishment for disobeying him? Yeah. Scoot over. Taylor, had you ever snuck into a room in the inn that you own to watch Dark Shadows? Well, there were a lot of things in that sentence I have not done, including owning an inn. But no, I had never watched Dark Shadows. I was a f- or aware of the Johnny Depp movie that mm-hmm. was remaking an old TV show. Now that I've seen the TV show, I it was not what I thought it was going to be at all. So I don't know where I had an idea of what the TV show was but it was probably from seeing trailers of that movie which mm-hmm. didn't appeal to me how about you i did watch the movie in theaters i don't remember why who i went with okay probably i was just happy to be going and seeing a movie in the movie theater but i had not seen the show and i i probably went with my mom because i know that she liked the show mm. And so she was probably interested in seeing the movie. But I had never seen the show. And no, the show and the movie are nothing alike other than the last name Collins and first name Barnabas. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, maybe we should have had your mom on to be our expert again. Maybe. My mom, not an expert, I asked. Mm. She said she watched maybe some of it as a kid, but she didn't really remember much. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm sure she'll share her thoughts with me post-publication. <laughs> I presume your mom, not my mom. Unless oh, yes, you my and my mom. mom have a text thread I don't know about. Which, honestly, I'd support. Just tell me just about it. Just a small one. Okay. Me, her, and, and my mom. And uh, we just talk about you and your life. and Okay. Well. <laughs> just supporting you. and. <laughs> All right, is this an intervention? Like, do I need to be concerned? <laughs> Look behind you. Okay. Uh, <laughs> well, should I give you a quick rundown of this show? Yes, please. Okay. This television series, Dark Shadows, ran from 1966 to 1971. Can you guess how many episodes there were? 1,225. I had 1,230, but um, I think we're right in the ballpark somewhere. It was over (laughs) 1,200 episodes, which is insane. And that is because this was a daytime soap opera 
which meant they were on five days a week. Oh, man. And to be fair, these episodes are like only 20 minutes. So I was able to plow through five or six of these in not a lot of time. Wow, you are braver than me. (laughs) Well, I do the thing where I Google what are the best episodes of XYZ, whatever show we're covering, Mm. and then I try to find them, and then I discover they were all free on Tubi. Or the first um, couple seasons are free on Amazon Prime. Mm -hmm. So I was able to find those pretty quickly. So a lot of episodes. It was nominated for one Emmy in that run for Outstanding Achievement in Daytime Programming Individuals for Joan Bennett. Very vague, Mm -hmm. but I assume that means they thought she was a good actress. And because there are so many dang episodes... I'm only just going to read for you some of the biggest players. These are all the people that were in over 200 episodes. <laughs> Jonathan Frid, Grayson Hall, Alexandra Isle, Nancy Barrett, Joan Bennett, Louis Edmonds, David Selby, Catherine Lee Scott, David Hennessy, Laura Parker, Thayer David, and a couple people who were not quite on 200 but were close were Jeffrey Scott, who was a guy who had a recurring role in Dynasty. Wanted to give a shout out to one of our other pop culture refs. And, you know, I had to check. John Carlin, he was also on four episodes of Murder, She Wrote. Yes. I did check Angela Lansbury has no clear connection to Dark Shadows that I could find. But hey, then, a couple actors on Murder, She Wrote, That's that's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then there were a few, uh, not as many guest stars as I would have expected for a show that ran so many episodes, but a few names that popped out when I was checking the IMDb, Abe Vigoda, Harvey Keitel, Ed Crowley, and Alice Drummond, who was the librarian in Ghostbusters. So she definitely has a theme about hauntings in her career. Nice. There were two TV movies that followed up with the series. In 1970, there was House of Dark Shadows. In 1971, there was Night of Dark Shadows. And then there were some remakes and updates. In 1991, there was a reboot of the series. It had Joseph Gordon-Levitt in it. Like, baby, baby Joseph Gordon-Levitt. He played David Collins. But it only went 12 episodes before it was canceled. And then, of course, the 2012 movie, the masterpiece that you saw, directed by Tim Burton, starring Johnny (laughs) Depp, Michelle Pfeiffer, Helena Bonham Carter, Christopher Lee, and Chloe Grace Moretz. Hmm. Wouldn't call it a masterpiece, but I remember (laughs) it being entertaining I don't know. It sounded like you were pretty enthused when you just described it a few minutes ago. Like, I was adding it to my queue as we talked. <laughs> yeah, take that off. Delete. Um, you know, Taylor, I don't... I didn't know that this was soap opera when I went into it. Did you know when you started watching? Uh, well, in a strange twist of fate, I almost never do this. I did my research before I watched it. Normally, I do that the other way around, but long story short, it worked out easier for me to do it that way this time, and I wasn't super worried about spoilers. <laughs> so I knew because of my research, but I did not know before that. I had no idea. I assumed this was like a prime time, uh, yeah, like 
spooky drama. Or actually, well, I probably thought it was a comedy, like uh, the Munsters yes, or the I, Adams yeah, Family. I did too. I thought it was going to be a comedy. I did not know the soap opera, but as soon as I started the first episode that I turned on, yep. and they just stood there and kept talking and kept talking, it suddenly hit me. Oh crud! Yeah, this is a soap opera. <laughs> You can tell, I mean, the look of a soap opera has not changed in 50 years. No. Same, like, slower frame rate. Yeah. I mean, just the way the actors move around the set. So similar. Why, why is that? Have, have people who like soap operas, the tastes haven't changed, even with all this time? I, I have never been into soap operas. So I'm just not the right person to try and mm-hmm. guess. All I know is they're often on in the background at my office in the break room where we eat lunch. And I love <laughs> to try and imagine like what they're trying to figure out. Um, and I have like fake names for all of them, like Brunette Patrick Harris and um, <laughs> knockoff Chris Pratt and that kind of thing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, well, let me tell you a story about the summer that Kyla was into soap operas. I feel like you've maybe mentioned this, but tell me again, because it's been a minute. So maybe I've said it in a previous episode. So if you're binging, maybe you remember, but if not, (laughs) I one summer got hooked on a soap opera and I knew what time it was on. I had to, you know, go and watch it Mm -hmm. and and, you know, I thought this one couple was just, they were just soulmates meant to be. I was totally wrapped into it. And then there's this big mystery of, like, who was this per- this um, costumed person causing trouble? Mm-hmm. Well, every episode you thought you were going to find out the big mystery, right? And you didn't. In the episode where they finally reveal who it was, and I see, you know, the mask comes off, I realized it has been months of this I do Mm -hmm. not care and they were already (laughs) on to something new I'd put so much time into it and by the time the reveal finally came I was like you you took too long this no and I never watched it again I'm really sorry so um soap operas definitely not my thing either and when I was researching dark shadows I saw the same thing it was listed out in their wiki of mm-hmm. from this episode to this episode, it was about this plot line. This episode to this episode, that plot line. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's just hundreds of episodes go into mainly a single story. That is too many episodes. Yes. And I, I tried to wrap my mind around the big plot threads of this show and maybe I didn't dig deep enough maybe I didn't go far enough into the mausoleum (laughs) but the episodes I watched were episode 1 episodes 211 and 212 248, 366 and 405 because the collinsport historical society.com which is a fan wow. site for Dark Shadows. They recommended these episodes as top fan picks. And I had also read about a few of these episodes when I was like trying to do understand the overarching arc of the show. There is time travel 
involved. There wow. is the undead kind of, you know, vampire stuff. At some point, witches and werewolves get thrown in. The time traveling is done by seance. There's, like, she goes back in time and it's the same actors playing different people. <laughs> I mean, so, uh... I, I like, I don't really know where to begin trying to summarize this show because over 1,200 episodes, a lot happens and also maybe nothing happens. It's so unclear. Yeah, but it's basically about a family, the Collins family, in their big mansion. And they've got this undead cousin named Barnabas. And mm -hmm. it's interesting, like, it was not a big deal until Barnabas came on the scene and he was going to be just a one-time thing. But people loved him. And that kind of became the show, which is why the, you know, recent movie remake was, it started with Barnabas coming back from the dead. Or coming back out of his coffin. The first 210 episodes are without Barnabas. That's all what's on Amazon Prime. <laughs> they only have the stuff before Barnabas. Mm. And they only added him because they were about ready to get canceled. Yeah. And he resurrected the show. <laughs> kind of ironically. Oh, madam. If you would, you may tell her that it's Barnabas Collins. The thing is, the actor who played him, Jonathan Frid, mm -hmm. his credits are like, boop, like five, <laughs> four, my bad. <laughs> so his film credits are so small, but he like carried the show. So mm -hmm. good for him. Yes. And it sounds like before he showed up, I watched the first episode, and the initial premise is that Victoria Winters is going to be a governess for this fancy-pants family in the fictional town of Collinsport, Maine, and I assume it is close to Cabot Cove, and that Jessica Fletcher has many mysteries <laughs> to solve there. But she is a nanny, or governess, I suppose, for the children, and when the show started, before he showed up, it was just kind of like, ooh, is that a ghost? There was not a lot of clear indication that things were creepy. And then after mm. he showed up, fans and new fans really responded to his creepiness. And they just started throwing in all sorts of supernatural creepy stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Few more, a few fun facts about the actors. So back to Jonathan Frid, who played Barnabas. He did go to Yale, so Lorelai oh. was right about Rory adding Yale Drama School being a great, being a great school uh, to the pro list because, well, she was a little young to see uh, Jonathan Frid <laughs> at Yale, but <laughs> other lots of actors have come from Yale Drama School, so. Anyways, fun fact there, Catherine Lays Scott, mm -hmm. she was had a little cameo in the Johnny Depp Dark Shadows movie, which I think is fun, including some of the mm -hmm. original actors. David Selby, he played Quentin Collins, and he was in some episodes of The Waltons in 1974. So, Well, you know, The Waltons and Dark Shadows, pretty similar. Family dramas in a big house. Uh-huh. Uh -huh. Mm, that's it. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> one's insanely wholesome, one's insanely, insanely crazy. Mm-hmm. And then Joan Bennett, she was, of course, the biggest name on the show, but she played the mom of Elizabeth Taylor in Father of the Bride and Father's Little Dividend, the 1950 and 1951 versions of that. We, of course, talked about Elizabeth Taylor quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And then... Oh, wait, that's it. <laughs> so, yeah, there's some fun facts about the actors. A few of the actors, because like you said, there are a lot, but... Mm-hmm. So, Kyla, no need to go into the nothingness or the uh, expansiveness of what happened in the episodes you watched if you don't feel it's relevant, (laughs) although I am somewhat curious what happened in your episodes. Uh, What did you think of the show? I hated it. (laughs) So much. How many episodes did you watch? Oh, hmm one and then most of another and okay. then scenes from a couple others. Okay. okay. It was just the same thing over and over again. Okay. Is he gone yet? Has he gone yet? No, I will look for him. You were going to give him money to leave. Have you given it to him? No, I can't find him. Well, where <laughs> is he? I don't know. <laughs> I just couldn't. I'm wondering if you and I watched the same episode, because that truly sounds like... Yes, 2.11. Oh, the one, yes, where Barnabas first appears. Okay, so then we did actually Mm -hmm. literally watch the same episode. I was like, (laughs) what if we didn't, and that was the exact same plot line. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I would not put it past them reusing that plot line in 1,200 episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, what about the time travel, though? I am curious about that. How did that work? Well, I am not an expert, as you can probably tell. I have only watched six episodes of the 1200-something. I think that's like (laughs) half a percent. It is... It is both wild and so mundane at the same time. In the two episodes (laughs) I watched that took place in 1795. So, basically... In episode 366, Victoria Winters, the governess, apparently she did a seance in the last episode, and then she's all of a sudden in 1795. She sees Barnabas pre-vampire bite, Mm. and she knows who he is, but he doesn't know who she is. And, like, I understand that in real life, if time travel were to happen it would be very difficult to wrap your mind around and accept. But after about 15 seconds of her asking questions, I was like, you do know you time traveled, right? Like, <laughs> like everything. They're like, that house that you say you live in, it hasn't even been built yet. And like, you time traveled. Like, uh, you know, like I just need Let's you to move pick- on. Yeah. Accept it. <laughs> so she spends basically the whole episode being confused and it doesn't help that all the parts are being played by actors already on the show that normally play modern day or contemporary parts from when the show (laughs) is on and you start to discover there's some backstory that is related to the episode that Lorelai and Suki specifically watch because when she is we'll talk more about that but when she flashes back Barnabas is not a vampire yet and he's set to marry a woman named Josette 
and there's all sorts of 1795 stuff going on. And then when I watched episode 405, the marriage to Josette is still in contention. Which, mind you, this is that was 366 to 405. So that was like literally 40 wow. episodes later. He's still figuring out this wedding to Josette. But there's also now this witch named Angelique involved, and she is the one who curses him to become a vampire. And as best I can tell from the Dark Shadows movie trailer, that is revisited in the Johnny Depp version. I don't I know. You it. can confirm or deny. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, I've only seen the movie trailer, but it looked like that was maybe part of the plot. There is all sorts of wackiness with people being in trances. She puts a curse on Barnabas and a, a puppet bat comes and bites him, which is a delight. <laughs> there is a bat flapping its wings that is clearly being dropped from the ceiling. I mean... Jonathan Frid, gotta give him credit. This guy's oh. truly terrified of a plush toy. <laughs> and there is just, I, you know, I, I, on paper, this is a show I could maybe get into. Because, like, the time travel aspect of, like, here's what happened in the past that impacts what's happening now. Like, that could be interesting. But I'm with you. I did not like this show to the point that I was like, I'm surprised Suki wanted to watch this show. <laughs> and yeah. maybe that's just me projecting my own interests on the characters. And maybe Suki and Lorelai have a nostalgia for it that you and I just don't have because... But aren't they a little young? Well, maybe, but I did read an article talking about how this show was on at 3 p.m. So a lot of times kids would come home from school and watch it. And mm. they basically turned Jonathan Frid into a teen idol, which is Weird. wild. He was like 46. I know. And like, he's a fine looking man, but like he's also 40 mm. something <laughs> Yeah. Like, not in a Brad Pitt way, but, like, in a, like, man dressed as a vampire way on a daytime soap opera <laughs> way. Like, like exactly that. Like, this is only a few years removed from Beatlemania, you know? Like, where do you, like, draw the, like, teen idol line from Paul McCartney to, to Jonathan Frid? And this is not me calling him ugly. It's just like, this is so not the normal. Okay, but Lord of the Rings, Aragorn, he was pretty old, and I was pretty in love with him. You know, went back and forth, but mostly Legolas, sometimes Frodo, oftentimes Aragorn. Okay, okay, so maybe this was this generation's Aragorn. Yeah. Maybe I just wasn't alive in the 60s, and I just don't get it. Maybe you weren't. Maybe you were. Maybe you're undead maybe I'm going to time travel tonight and it's going to be 1967 <laughs> and every, and you're going to be there, but you're going to be somebody else. Mm-hmm. Only time will tell. Why don't you recognize me? 
Because I've never seen you before. But you have, hundreds of times. Are you quite sure you're feeling all right? I feel fine. You said that you were lost in the woods. Do you live around here, in Collinsport, perhaps? Why are you dressed that way? It's the way I always dress. As a matter of fact, the clothes you're wearing are rather odd, to say the least. These are just ordinary street clothes. So, yeah, there are people who like this show. My mom, for one. Mm-hmm. Apparently Lorelai and Suki. And then... I read an article from the New York Times, someone sharing about why they love the show. And I I just, you know, they talked about how it's really campy and it's just, just bonkers and enjoyable. But I just can't get past the slow, slow pace. Is this the one that called it a macabre and bonkers upside down of Peyton Place? Yes, it is. (laughs) Yes. I would much rather watch Peyton Place. I think I would, too. Yes, I am with you. I do not think the pace of the show is particularly my speed, but I think that's also maybe a soap opera thing, that it's not your speed. I mean, you and I have definitely gotten into primetime soaps in, like, teen dramas where there's, like, lots of, you know secret children and i'm thinking of the oc where it's like oh no secret Mm -hmm. daughter oh no like da 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 da. but i feel like that show also is limited to 20 episodes a season and like actually has interesting things to say about class and money and is a lot of fun and has a great soundtrack and you actually get something out of it every episode which (laughs) is hey i'm having this problem with this person Oh, hey, there's going to be a party later. End of episode. We're at the party and the drama unfolds. Every episode, it ends with some sort of party. You know, you're right. It kind of (laughs) does. Maybe if they had more parties in Dark Shadows. (laughs) Maybe. There we go. (laughs) (laughs) That said, we do have to give the show some credit. Because it turns out Barnabas Collins is a pretty influential character in this mm. genre of spooky television. IndieWire ranked the best TV vampire shows, and they put the original Dark Shadows at number two. And they said, oh. it's simply impossible to judge this 51-year-old gothic soap opera by modern standards. Not only is it from a totally different time, but it operated under a totally different model you know, talking about the soap opera model of the 60s. And they talked about how this is the first time an ambivalent vampire was born into pop culture. Mm. So, and this is not the only place, IndieWire is not the only one talking about this, but this is the first time a vampire in the history of the vampire genre didn't want to kill people and he felt conflicted about it. So we don't, I don't know if you and I saw that in the episodes we watched. Uh, I did not see the conflicted feelings, but it (laughs) sounds like there were a number of other episodes where he didn't want to kill people, but he had to do it to survive. And so now that's pretty normal in the vampire genre, Mm -hmm. you know, with stuff like Twilight or with um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. What Mm -hmm. other vampire things are out there? I mean, I feel like they all now have 
at least some version of the conflicted vampire. The Lost Boys, not every vampire is conflicted, but there's usually at least one who is and says, like, I don't want to, and but I have to, yeah. and I can't, like, I lose control. So this is the first time that was in pop culture. And in that sense, it's pretty influential. Hmm. Okay. So, made an impact. That's mm-hmm. cool. And maybe, maybe at the time, like, or maybe if that were new to us today, that would feel really revolutionary. I think that feels pretty commonplace right. now. But maybe if this same show came out today with modern production values, you and I'd be like, wow, this is really interesting. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I could see that, or at least that we would know of it and be like, oh, cool. Maybe we wouldn't watch it, but it would. we'd still notice the innovation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, but this show, like, you were talking about how it looked, classic soap opera, it just had such a tiny budget, and one fun fact I read was that they put plastic wrap and Vaseline around the edges of the lens to make, like, a dream sequence look, make it kind of fuzzy. Oh, I, I know exactly what you're talking about now that you mention it. Uh-huh. Okay, okay. Pretty clever. <laughs> and then also I read, I, I didn't find any on, like, recorded, I didn't find any clips of it, but um, I did read quite a bit about, because, well, the production timeline was really strict and they didn't have a lot of money, so they just shot the show straight through with an audience and there were just tons of uh, mistakes with lines and stagehands and mics and all kinds of stuff. I didn't see any in my episodes. But, oh, I saw several um, where people oh, flubbed did? lines and they just like yes. kept going. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what What were they like? I mean, they were very professional. I mean, like you could tell they just like they flubbed line and they moved on. Even the like little kid, his was more obvious than Jonathan Frid's. Like when Jonathan Frid did it, he kind of just like blah, blah, blah. And then he kind of like reset his word. And, like, it was more just, like, he flubbed it, said it funny. When the kid did it, he kind of, like, restarted his line. Gotcha. Um, you know, and you could kind of tell this kid was like, oops, I messed up, but I'm still going. <laughs> yeah. 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 So should we talk about how this fits into the world of Gilmore Girls? Oh, yes. We're going to drive so... people away. Okay, so we both watched, well, all of or part of the episodes they were talking about. So we have Barnabas coming onto the scene. By the way, the arrival of the vampire Barnabas Collins as a plot point was from episodes 211 to 220. So his arrival takes quite some time, but I watched 211, you said you did too. Yeah. And some guy opens up the coffin, finds out about this family history, and Mm -hmm. breaks it open, and uh, we see, like, Barnabas's hand comes and chokes him. And then, and then he, Barnabas just, like, knocks on the door, and is like, I'm a cousin from England. (laughs) And then she's like, oh, okay, I'll go get the Joan Bennett. And, you know, then they figure it out, I suppose. Mm-hmm. So that could have been any of those episodes, truly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, the one, did you watch the episode where Maggie is kidnapped? I did. Well, I watched okay. clips. 
Did you see her going into a trance thinking she was Josette? I did. Did you see the terrible, unfortunate being buried alive in Barnabas's coffin as punishment for not no. staying in her trance? No. That is what Suki and Lorelai are referring to, is that he's, like, putting her in his coffin as punishment. That is his word. And she keeps coming in and out of this trance where she thinks she's Josette, and then she remembers she's Maggie, and then she gets all hysterical. And then I did see where he was kept saying, I don't want to punish you, but I must. And I don't want to, but I will. Yes. <laughs> Good summary. <laughs> But I, what I watched was there was a clip of her when she was put into the trance and coming in and out of it. And then there's a later in, uh, in the season, uh, episode 588, she recalls it, but they redid it and it's like in color and it's like the same, but different. I don't know why they didn't just use the old clip, but it's fun to see the side by side. So we'll put that in our Tumblr and love it all the things but um but the kidnapping of maggie Eben, evans was from 221 to 261 okay so, 40 episodes <laughs> ay 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 <laughs> that's half a summer so what do we think no we... that's no that's more than half summer sorry that's like a whole summer anyways you're fine okay so t tell me what do you think we learn about suki we know now she loves dark shadows. Um, she has a lot of patience <laughs> for storylines to come full circle. Uh, <laughs> she really needed some time to herself that this show is what that was uh, my got thought. Her to do that. <laughs> Like, yeah. this is the one that you were excited to get out of the house and watch? Oh, boy. Though, I do think it's sort of perfect that this whole episode, Michelle has been saying there's a ghost or there's something going on. Oh, yeah. And it is almost like Suki is haunting the Dragonfly Inn in the same way Barnabas kind of haunted Collinswood Manor. It's a nice oh. parallel, I think, of the supernatural. I just took the ambulance to home three. I opened the door, and when I went inside, I found that the bedspread was must. The bedspread was must. <gasps> Call the cop. I checked that home personally last night after it had been clean. It was perfect. No must. No must. Why are you joking? Why? Do you not care that somebody's sneaking into our rooms, mussing the beds, eating the food? Okay, I'm sorry, you're right. I know I'm right. I do not need you to tell me I'm right. Okay, so what do we think is going on here? I believe that employees are clandestinely using our rooms for sexual encounters on their coffee breaks. Come on. Lars and Celia seem awfully friendly lately. You don't notice them making goo-goo eyes. And Celia's put on weight, perhaps one too many Toblerone. I don't think Lars and Celia are having an affair. Hey, maybe we got a ghost. A ghost, that would be cool. Okay, so Gilmore Girls, Suki is actually a ghost the whole time. <laughs> Lorelai can see dead people. Mm -hmm. All of Stars Hollow is dead, actually, except for Lorelai and Rory. Oh, boy. That's a dark version of the show. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be the CW re reboot. 
Well, okay, let's talk more about CW reboots. Oh, boy. Because <laughs> I discovered something in my research, and I hoped you didn't find it. Because I kind of just wanted to see your reaction. And Please hear your me. reaction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, here, this is not the part that deserves a reaction. <laughs> I just was looking into Dark Shadows, and I found that last November, they apparently scrapped a reboot on the CW. They were talking about doing a Dark Shadows reboot. Uh, and I guess they decided, nah, we're not going to do that. So I'm sorry if this sounded super intriguing to you. I do feel like a CW version would be way more exciting with vampires. Yes. <laughs> and they would probably be teens and sexy and, um, you know, all the things. But then there was a little thing that I found in this and other articles. This is the first attempt to bring the franchise back to television since 2004. Let me tell you. Do you remember when we talked about Electra Woman and Dinah Girl? And then we found out... No! (laughs) That Gilmore Girls was referencing a show that was being rebooted currently on the WB. Oh my okay. gosh, I'm so mad. So the timeline is a little wacky because I'm not 100% sure when decisions were made and I'm not 100% sure when this episode was written and filmed. So please know that, like, it could just be happenstance. But I don't think it is, based on our Electra Woman and Dinah Girl experience. But in 2004... They were working on a pilot to reboot Dark Shadows. Of course they were. To put on the WB on its fall season. And there were even rumors that the show Angel, which was a spinoff of Buffy focused on vampires, was specifically canceled because they Hmm. wanted to only have one vampire show on Mm -hmm. their slot or in their schedule so that's been discussed they shot a pilot it can be watched now it is now on the internet and i just um just i just need to i'm so excited about this guess (laughs) you haven't told me what you're excited about well i've told you the first part but guess who was in this pilot i don't know a gilmore girls character Oh, yeah. Actor. Oh, yeah. In addition to Jessica Chastain and Jenna Dewan being in this pilot, Matt Zucri. Oh, Logan my Logan Huntsberger was going <laughs> to be in this show. And now it's being referenced on Gilmore Girls. <laughs> just... Oh, my gosh. He wouldn't have been in Gilmore Girls. That's the question. Is this, if this pilot had been picked up, maybe he wouldn't have been in season five. Who knows? But this was a conversation that was happening right around the time the show did not get picked up. It did not go to air 2004 to 2005 
season, but remember this episode only aired February 1st, 2005, which means it would have been worked on in 2004, and I don't know where timelines go, but it is on record, and Matt Zucri has been asked about it in an interview, and he was going to play a character named Willie, and he was going to get bitten by the vampire Barnabas and become his right-hand henchman. And... There you oh, go. Gilmore Girls, I'm so mad at you. You made me watch Dark Shadows just to promote a show that never happened. <laughs> Amy Sherman Palladino, how could you do this? And this begs the question, is there a place we can get a list of all the failed pilots and every yes. single show on the WB and yes. CW? Because we how many to. other things have been referenced that we're trying to increase awareness for their new projects we need a vetting process for this podcast taylor too many shows have gotten through i shouldn't have <laughs> we have got to have a better screening system for customers here yes we do since we currently have no screening system for customers here well i will say it even took me a while to realize in the research what was happening because this pilot is listed as a tv movie on imdb so at first I was like, oh, they made a TV movie with Matt Zucri, so great. And then I did more research and I was like, oh, shoot, this is a failed pilot you can just find on the internet. Wow. Yeah. I want to watch that pilot, though. I watched a clip. It's CWE. Excellent. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Good job, yeah. Taylor. Sometimes. Oh. We are going to check this I out things. every time. I know. This is... Funny Girl. Unacceptable. Was this going to be rebooted as a pilot for the CW? <laughs> Dang it. Now I... All About Eve. Like was this going to be a WB <laughs> show? Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's crazy. Maybe that's the plot twist. Every single pop culture reference on Gilmore Girl was actually trying to tee you up for a new WB project. It was a show that Amy Sherman-Palladino was going to reboot. Although she has never done a reboot. All of her stuff is original, I believe. Yeah. But she is going to be rebooting some actors. Because yeah, my Amelia and Kelly Bishop are coming to the next season yes. of Mrs. Maisel. I, Taylor, I just... I, do, do, I mean, do you fully understand how much I love Marvel's Mrs. Maisel? Like, do you know how often I think about that show? <laughs> And I laugh at the jokes over and over again. I'm so glad. Oh, it just speaks to me. I love I'm it. I'm so happy that Emily Bishop and <laughs> you mean Kelly Bishop? Oh, what did I say? Emily Bishop. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, she's gonna be epic on it. Oh, I know. Of course, she's just gonna be like the ultimate mean, judgy woman i can just you can just already yeah. tell in that little clip they showed and milo ventimiglia oh, he was made to be in the 50s i mean can you see it i mean you I and can't. i watched lords of flatbush which is sylvester stallone in the 50s so basically we've seen milo ventimiglia in the 50s <laughs> no he'll be so much more of a gentleman i mean rocky is a gentleman but yes, more than Lords of not Flatbush. Not in Lords of Flatbush. Ugh. Yeah, no, not in Lords of Flatbush. No. No. 
But see, now I'm happy again because I talked about Marvelous Mrs. Maisel. So I will forgive Amy, Amy Sherman-Palladino for talking about Dark Shadows. So, Kyla? <laughs> so, Taylor? That's our show? That's our show! Boop, boop. Ooh, wow, what a crazy ride. I did not think that this was going to be as interesting to talk about because of how uninteresting it was to watch, but... Kyla, I'm so glad you didn't find that in your research. I just, I wanted to see the anger on your face because I knew you would hate it. Did you see it? (laughs) Oh, I did. Oh, man. Yeah. Well, if you would like to thank us for warning you not to waste your time with Dark Shadows, feel free to email us at soitsashow at gmail.com. Tweet at us at soitsashow.com. Find us on Instagram at So It's a Show. Uh, and sign up for our little little newsletter. Yeah, it's so great. And it's full of gifts and great things and little teasers for our next up. And you can sign up in the link in the show description. Absolutely. Thanks for going on the spooky ride with us. Um, until next time, here's a teaser for our next up. Bye! Quite a party, huh? I'd expect nothing less from your grandparents. Pretty flowers? Yes, not at all fake. Do you like my suit? I do, it's very Bugsy Malone. <laughs>